Let's go. Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms, and I am joined here again with Jake Circus of the Jake Circus Podcast, and this is the Week 9 Preview of Jungle Talk. All right. I'm trying to be upbeat. I know we're all still recovering from the scariest Halloween we could ever have envisioned after having to witness what we did on national television Monday night. Um, so, you know, just some brief thoughts. Give me some of your thoughts about Monday's game. Well, you got to try to put it in the past, right? I mean, we, we've had experiences as fans the last couple of years with primetime games and Andy and, you know, and Marvin. But we didn't really think that we'd see it with a Joe Burrow-led team because the no. really the only time I feel like, you know, we lost a, a, against Baltimore earlier in the year earlier on primetime before then the only other primetime loss or primetime game that Joe Burrow had lost was his second game as a pro. And that was against a really good Cleveland team. And it was a really good game and it was back and forth. Um, and it was always like a one score game. Right. But I didn't think that we, we, we'd see this, just the team lay a complete egg. Oh. That's how I would describe it. So I, that was tough for me. That was, I turned it off middle of the fourth. I didn't even see the last time the Bengals scored. Uh, it was just a, you got to put it in the past and it's and, and 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 everyone's talking about season's over let's look to the drafts and no it, it's early well it's not early but it is early enough that you can still make a season out of it you can still accomplish your goals and it's just going to be a little bit harder and they certainly have put themselves in a pretty deep hole at four and four but last year they were five and four going into the bye right this week they have the chance to do the exact same thing with the win against carolina yeah, I actually was going to, I pointed it out on the recap with Heath and I was going to say it again was that we were five and four, we came out of the buy and basically ran the table. So that yeah. that's exactly, I mean, and I it all started in Vegas, which, you know, was the game we all made, a bunch of us made the trek to and saw last year, but that was the start of that whole run was going into Vegas and winning and then coming home, beating Baltimore, beating Kansas city. So um, certainly we're capable of doing that. Um, it's not going to be. And it's not going to be as easy. You you mentioned that um, last year coming out of the bye, two tough games, really close ones against San Fran and then the Chargers games that we lost. Well, actually, that, that, that was a little bit later. Um, but games that they certainly were toss-ups. Got a couple games that might be toss-ups coming straight out of the bye against Tennessee and Pittsburgh. So maybe those the luck will change in those. But they've got to start getting these close wins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we talked about – you talked about the team-wide meltdown. It was the little things. It was Michael Thomas dropping a first down that would have put us in field goal range. It was uh, Pratt missing the sack on the play where Brissett gets rid of the ball and Awuzie gets hurt breaking up that play. You know, if Pratt makes the sack, if Thomas makes it, even late in the uh, first drive of the third quarter, Mixon dropping the ball. We had, once again, he could have ran forever. And it, we, they, they do the pass out of the backfield. So it was just every single person dropped or failed. McPherson missing kicks. It was just across the board. So it was just frustrating to, uh, you know, to uh, watch. So, but you talked about the, the throwing the, uh, you know, certain fans that because we, we look on Twitter and Facebook and you have these fans that are now, oh, the season's over. And I'm sitting there just going, you know, it reminds me of something Troy Aikman said. He said, humility is a week away. So, you know, two weeks ago, like Burrow said in his presser, he, he this was the Bengals offense was back. We're playoff bound. And a week later, 
you know, we're not making the playoffs. You look at the World Series where the Phillies hit five home runs in four innings, and then the next night they're no hit. Humility is one game away. So you just never know how fast it could change for the uptick for us just as quickly. So trying to be optimistic here. So we're going to do what we usually do. We're coming up with the Panthers this week, and then we go into our bye. We're going to cover some news, which is going to be primarily injury related. And then we're going to talk about the good and the bad and do our predictions. So um, news wise, um, you know, injuries. I mean, we lost to Wuzier. Did you think the Bengals were going to make a move to get, a, a, a cornerback and via trade I no mean, i i <laughs> i didn't um i uh, i try to realize that i'm not new here that i've been around here a while um and i and i didn't want to fall into the the fantasies and all this stuff but no they were never going to make a move um i don't even think they were they were um they were calling really about anybody anybody noteworthy um because they they do have, have faith in their guys that Apple's going to come back healthier and they have faith in Trey Flowers to do the same thing that they asked Trey Flowers to, to do last year. And that's why they drafted a corner in the second round. So they have guys they like. Um, I don't think the loss of a Wuzier is as detrimental as people think. This isn't, this is not like basketball where if your your starting shooting guard goes down for two months, uh, the team is more likely than not going to be in a hole. Football is a, a sport of 53, 52, 50, however many players on a, 53. on a roster, 53 players on a roster. And yes, losing your number one corner, a guy who has probably had his best career up to date. He's been one of the best quarters in the league uh, this season. Yes, it hurts, but people forget the bills have been without Trey white for like 10 months. Uh, and that's, that's an interesting example because Buffalo stacked everywhere, but so are the Bengals on, on defense really. They have players in, in all three levels to, to back up floor. That's why they took a secondary position player in the first two rounds of the draft because they have confidence in these guys that will continue to develop and they probably will. Jack Sill did not look good uh, the other no. night in, in some playing time and neither did, did, did uh, Cam Britt, but they're, they're young guys who are going to keep developing and now they kind of have to speed it up a little bit with Awuzie going down, but it's not detrimental to the defense. Um, I think you're, you're noticing more seeing a, both Awuzie and a reader out, but once reader comes back, it'll kind of mask everything and it all work and, and it all work itself out yeah that was my feeling was you know we could weather reader being out we could weather reader and wilson being out right. we couldn't weather you take a woozy and then with no practice dax hill was thrown at a position he usually doesn't play which is cornerback and then you had cam Britt, who didn't have his best outing coming out i mean the whole team didn't so i think another week of of first team reps um, and a scheme that addresses it, I think, will help. So, um, but I'm with you. I was not surprised. Uh, I watched Twitter when the Roquan Smith trade went down. And I said, why, Bengals, why don't you do that? We were never going to make a trade like that. Roquan Smith is looking for a payday next year. We already have Burrow and Higgins to pay. We don't need a third guy on the team looking. And he would literally, for a second and a fifth, would have been just an eight-game rental. So, I knew the Smith trade was never kind of in the cards. People don't understand the Bengals, I think, have three and a half million dollars to work with. They don't have a huge sum of money. It might get them through this year, but they were never going to make a Roquan Smith kind of splash. So um, 
But um, let's go through the injury report real quick. I mean, obviously, Awuzie out, uh, Jamar Chase out. You know, these guys didn't practice. Collins didn't practice either, but, you know, he's been playing each week and he hasn't been practicing. Um, the ones that concern me are the Trey Flowers did not practice, you know, yesterday or today. And Mike Hilton didn't practice yesterday or today. So those would be my biggest concern. Eli Apple is back to a full practice. So that's a good thing because as much as I bash Eli Apple, I always say good Apple, bad Apple, you know, depending on how he plays. But, but I mean, we could have used Eli Apple in that game. He wasn't even active. So, you know, that definitely hurt. Yeah. So it's going to be, look like it's going to be Cam Britt, Apple, uh, maybe some Marvell Tell for our SoCal fans, former USC Trojan. Right. Oh boy, Jalen, some Jalen Davis action. Remember him? He was he's an old friend. Right. Oh goodness. Uh they they need Hilton to play. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a given. He is such an energized Hilton's arguably more valuable than than Chidobi Awuzie, uh, for for many reasons. But uh it's it, it, i think he's fine it was just like a pinky thing right the finger so i would think you tape it together you know so maybe you only tip a pass and you don't catch it but but yeah. um i can't but see him not playing it, it, it's it's gonna be a johnny whole staff day for the secondary and guys are gonna rotate in now we're gonna see probably maybe second uh, a safety michael thomas right yeah. uh we'll see a lot of guys and maybe they go um uh, uh, four to five, a little less in terms of personnel, and they 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 stick in in nickel instead of going to dime, so they don't have six DBs on the field. But I don't know. We'll see. It's it's certainly uh, cause for concern if Hilton doesn't play, but we'll see. I'm I'm excited to see guys guys like Cam Bread and Dax Hill step up because these it, it's kind of what we what, what we wanted to see. When you know when you're a good team and you're picking the back end of the first round. Back into the second round, you the guys that you're drafting aren't like you know home runs instantly, they have to develop and like to see them develop. Yeah, no, I agree. And once again, we can emerge from this stronger if Britt and Hill get a lot of play time. You look at the Cowboys, you know, they're stronger after Dak's injury. Um, they now have a quarterback they believe in. The guy went four and one when he came in, so they're a much stronger team. If if uh, Cooper Rush needs to come in it, it late in the season in a must win for a third quarter, you certainly aren't as scared as you were at the beginning of the season. So you emerge a better team if you can create more depth. So let's hope that happens. Hilton is a must start. I, I really think he will start. Have you heard anything about Trey Flowers on his calf? No, oh, I have no idea. Actually. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea about Trey, but that's like CB2. So... Right. But everything it's about it's about having live bodies. The good news, the best thing I can say, the good news is, is we're going up against a team that we should be able to handle with our current personnel. If we cannot beat Carolina at home this week, then we have much bigger issues than than everything else. This is a team we should be able to handle at home, especially with all the introspective that's been going on in the building coming off that performance on Monday night. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope so. Um, I'm probably going to say a lot more positives about Carolina maybe than you have because um, I do think that they've been playing really better or a, a lot better and are a different team with P.J. Walker at quarterback. But, you, but like, you're right. Um, the, the Bengals at home should be confident all, all the time, no matter who they're playing. And they're playing a team that 
you know, hasn't seen them before that they don't really know what to expect when they face this Bengals offense. And it's, it's, it's certainly a, a matchup that favors the Bengals and maybe we shouldn't be stressing about it, but we'll talk about it. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into the bad. I mean, uh, in terms of like uh, with our thin secondary, I mean, DJ Moore does worry me. He's a good receiver. Um, outside of his pulling his helmet off and everything last week. I mean, they should have come back and won that game. They, that that was just showing what an undisciplined team they were. But DJ Moore, and we're going to see Terrence Marshall. We weren't able to work out the trade. So let's uh, we're going to see more of him this week. Yeah, and they what's what, what, people, what people don't realize about Carolina right now is that they were like the worst offensive team I've ever seen the first couple of weeks when they had McCaffrey. Now, post Matt Rule, their threats not only running the ball, but also their threats passing the ball. They've, they've found something in Dante Foreman, the offensive line that they've kind of built through the spine the last couple of years, finishing it off with Iki Iquano with uh, the ninth overall pick. They're playing really well. They're blocking really well for Foreman, and they have a true running threat, something they've never really had with McCaffrey the last couple of years, especially not in the rule era when McCaffrey was hurt, but they have stability at running back on the offensive line. And of course their uh, mega million dollar man in, in DJ Moore, who has found some success so far with PJ Walker. Right. No. And they have nothing to lose, which concerns me. I mean, nobody expects them to win. They're a, what a seven and a half point underdog. Um, you know, they showed they were undisciplined the you know, the previous week when they should have won in Atlanta. Um, so, but they have absolutely no pressure on them whatsoever. And that's a dangerous opponent. So that concerns me. And then, yeah, I said, you know, I said DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall, and our thin secondary. And my other concern was our run defense. Um, you know, we didn't show we could stop them. We certainly, I mean, I know we're not facing Chubb and Hunt. And we got a lot more Hunt than we thought. I thought Hunt would be on the trade block and they would kind of hold him back. But um, we couldn't stop Chubb and Hunt. Um, you know, Hubbard and uh, and uh, Foreman have uh, – and we know Foreman from the, the, the Titans last year. But, you know, they're definitely showing and they can move the ball. They can move the ball. They can block. Uh, this offensive line is – they're five deep. I'm telling you, they, they've built it. And it's something – that I want to monitor. I'm actually trying to find the number right now on their defense, but up front, uh, sorry, on, on their offense, they they get to the quarterback and they can surely protect the quarterback. Um, they are the 12th uh, best team in terms of line yards. Sack right they're up there as well. So they are uh, protecting the quarterback for PJ Walker. They, they weren't really doing a great job with Baker um, but I think that in the trenches, both ways, it, it's not a mismatch for Cincinnati because they have players, of course, as well. But it's not as much of a look ahead, look past as people might suggest. Right. Well, I don't think we're going to be looking past um, if we have a, you know, if we if we have a Jet Brown recap with back to back bad games going into the bye, that's not going to bode well. So this is a game where they really can. They, they, this, is a, this is a must win game for them. When you look at their schedule, this is, you know, good teams have to win the games they're supposed to win. This is a game we're supposed to win, even with the injuries we have. So it'll be a big concern if we don't win this game. Um, do you have anything else negative that you don't feel good about? Um, they don't really have amazing players in the back end of their secondary. So I think there's some good in that. But as far as bad, 
Uh, no, that's, that's really about it. But like they, they're not going to let PJ Walker beat them. It's like, we've seen this movie before the season with them. They're not going to let a bad quarterback beat them, but they have to stay away from the detrimental mistakes that they've been making a lot this year, which has been kind of weird because we didn't see him last year. No, we didn't. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the good. And, and you just mentioned the first one on my list is we're better team. I mean, with personnel wise, I mean, we should win this game bounce back. I can't imagine the building being any more stoic and cold when they returned and all the meeting rooms that they were sitting in the energy in those rooms. I mean, they're doing a lot of, uh, you know, inner looking, you know, and introspective. And I think that, uh, I think that is going to translate into a win. I think Burrow rebounds this week. He has to, um, this is not a great secondary by, uh, by any means. I mean, JC Horn, uh, has play has probably played the best, or that's not probably he has played the best out of anybody uh, on that secondary. So yeah, sure, it's it's definitely a bounce back spot for Joey B. And as someone who has been great since the first or since yeah since week one, he only threw one pick um, since week one, and it came on on Monday night, so he really broke that streak. But I, I don't think the Bengals really are going to have any problems. I, I I do think it's interesting to monitor uh, the fact that we ha- again had not seen them succeed without Jamar Chase, because the offense in 2020 wasn't really any good. Uh, and obviously it, it, it took leaps ne- uh, last year because of Jamar. And we haven't seen him do it with, without Jamar, because the Monday night game was the first game he, he missed as a pro. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. And the other the other thing, I you know, Burrow's projected to throw three touchdowns. Um, P.J. Walker's projected to throw one. Um, so I really, all the, all the projections are in our favor for us winning this game. Um, I think if we can disrupt Walker and I'm going with the in lieu, we trust. I mean, you and I both talked about how much we love our defensive coordinator. This is the week to where he has to scheme with the guys he's got. And, and I think I, I trust Lou. I think that's going to happen. I think we're going to get pressure on, uh, on Walker. And I think we're going to, you know, hopefully shut down, come up with something to shut down the run and not be as porous as we were on Monday night. Yeah. So I do like the defensive matchup, but I, I, I will say this. Uh, my favorite stat to evaluate teams is uh, is yards per play for both offense and defense. And again, it's easy to look at this matchup and think that Cincinnati is a lot better. But uh, in terms of yards per play on offense, the Bengals are at 5.4 uh, yards per play on offense. That's an 18th. Carolina is 19th with 5.3. And then on defense, both these teams are tied uh, for 10th in opponent yards per play with uh, 5.1. So in terms of yards per play, these teams are even. I know that's not how you truly – the only way to do it, but yards per play says these teams are exactly even in terms of down-to-down performance over the course of the season. That takes into account the Matt Rule games too, and Carolina right. played, played a lot better without Matt Rule for sure with two big wins coming in the last month and then a really heartbreaking one last week against an Atlanta team. Um, so, yeah, I, I certainly think it's a good matchup for Cincinnati. Obviously, it's a better team. But there are some underlying things that that wouldn't that would refuse me to just look past Carolina. Yeah, I'm sense. not looking past. I don't look past anybody. Um, I think Tampa Bay got caught doing that, and sure. um, and you know, in a week where everybody said, "Okay, now they've got their get right game," and they did, they got held to three points. So, and we all know Tampa Bay's got its own issues to deal with, but still, you know, they shut down Tom Brady. So I don't think anybody's you know looking past you know, looking past. So, all right. Where do you see the over under on this? Do you see this as a higher scoring game? No, I I'm going to ride the train with Bengals unders. It's been super profitable 
Uh, and this is not a game that I think is going to be high scoring. What is the total? I didn't even look. Probably like 43 or 43 and a half is what I would guess. Right. Somewhere in the mid 40s. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I certainly lean under. Um, this is probably like a first to 24 type game, I would say. Um, yeah. Like, are, are we making predictions? Yeah. Uh, actually, go ahead. You want to do your prediction? Uh, I've so got. Well, I, I think it's going to be close. Um, I, I don't think the Bengals are really back to being in a spot where they can just blow teams out. Uh, it's a low total, 42 and a half. Bengals are, are laying seven and a half. I am not even close. I, I actually already have a Carolina bet at the seven and a half number. I think that's a really good number. Uh, lean under as well. There's the They have the entirety. They have the bye week to figure out what to do without Jamar, but they have to just make sure to come out with this win over 500 into the bye, and then they can just breathe and then go to – to Pittsburgh in two weeks. That's the plan. This is not a game where they're going to, you know, go out all out. Maybe someone gets a rest when they need to. Um, that's not me saying they're going to look past them, but uh, Bengals should bounce back here, but it's going to be close. I'll take the seven and a half. Give me 23, 20 Bengals win. Yeah, you know, that's pretty, uh, you're having a little closer than me. But so actually, don't bet, so I'm actually not the under, because that's 43 points, so the over would actually hit. I'm not betting the over, but 23-20 is my prediction, so right at where the over-under is right now. The only way I bet the under is if I tease it, and so you get it closer to 50 or over 50. Um, I've got a similar score. I had I have um, 26, I had 26-17. So 43. So I've got, I'm pretty close to the over under, but I do have the Bengals covering. So, um, and we'll see. I mean, like I said, I'm not looking past this team. I don't look past anybody. So believe me, we're AFC champs. People still want to knock them off. Hey, we beat the, you know, the, the team in the Super Bowl last year. So Bengals, the Bengals, um, they were five, they they had covered five straight games up until the Browns game. After losing the first two games as uh, as outright or as they lost the game outright as a touchdown favorite the first two weeks, right? And they covered five straight weeks. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we've got it as uh, Jake's got it as a closer game. I've got him covering. Both of us have it as a lower scoring affair, um, and both of us have the Bengals winning. So, um, before I forget, um. Please, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. Hit the subscription, hit the bell, get the notifications. Um, uh, you know, and I forgot to let you uh, post your pitch your podcast. So tell them, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter. It's just at Jake Circus S I R K U S uh, on Twitter. That's where most of my Bengal stuff happen, uh, goes down. I post all my gambling picks uh, Saturdays and Sundays uh, for for free. I'm doing pretty well. Had a really good week last week. Bengals were, were Bengals actually were part of that because I cast on the Browns and the under, so don't don't I don't 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 get mad at me. But no, uh, not at all. Listen, <laughs> money. Is, a... Don't ever apologize for winning bets. Don't ever apologize for that. <laughs> and then uh, okay? Jake, and then Jake Circus podcast on Spotify and YouTube uh, Monday, Wednesday, and more often than not Friday. Been a little bit bad with the Friday episodes. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're looking to, to keep the, uh, the hot streak going in terms of betting. There you go. So definitely check out Jake's podcast. Um, he does two or three a week. Um, obviously you're going to catch him here on our previews. Um, I'll be back after the game with the recap, um, and please subscribe and let's get back on winning our winning ways this week. So with that, I'm going to say who dare everybody and let's catch you during the week. Thanks. <laughs>